I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 33 of Me When I'm Free. This is the podcast that ponders the question Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? And what would it be like to live into our unique design on behalf of the world? Let's explore these questions together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. And one of the beginning pages in my journal from 2016 I scribbled a quote that I had found from Thomas Merton. It read, if you want to identify me, ask me not where I live or what I like to eat. Ask me what I think I am living for in detail and ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. On the page next to it, I had penciled another question I had discovered while reading Ruth Haley Barton's book, Life Together in Christ. She was reflecting on the story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24, as they talked about everything that had happened in recent days since the death of Jesus and the resulting questions that now hung in the air. What now, they wondered. We had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel. What now? Ruth invites the reader to ponder a question. In what area of your life do you experience yourself as being on the road between the now and the not yet? The answer back then came easily to me. The calling on my life, I wrote. It's as though I keep getting glimpses of it, but only in part. Then I find myself falling back into the old fears that God will never really use me. Then I get another glimpse and hope springs again. These two quotes written in my fresh journal reveal a deeper truth. In all of my exploration of calling, both in my work and in my ministry and in my home, there was a dissatisfaction still lingering, a sense that all of the answers I had discovered up to this point had not fully met the deeper longing to the question, who am I? Wife and mother and blogger were all pieces to the puzzle, but somehow the puzzle felt incomplete as if there was a version of myself I had yet to discover. A couple of pages later, I scribble another quote, this one from Kurt Thompson's book, Anatomy of the Soul. I will argue that it is only through this process of being known that you come to know yourself and learn to know others. There is no other way. To be known is to be pursued, examined, and shaken. To be known is to be loved and to have hopes and even demands placed on you. It is to risk 
not only the furniture in your home being rearranged, but your floor plans being rewritten, your walls being demolished and reconstructed. Below the quote I had written, I think this angst of unfulfilled desires that I live in is related to this longing to be known. As I flip through this journal now, I begin to see a pattern arise. It's as if a pathway suddenly opened in which I recognized that to truly discern who I am, I needed to be open to being known, to asking and answering questions, to letting others speak into my life, even when it exposes weaknesses. I began to ask God questions and listen for the questions he might be asking me. A quick scan of the journal now reveals a flood of questions flowing out of that season. Here are just a few that I penned in earnest in those months. What is my gift to offer the world? And what does it look like to believe I have the authority to offer it? What does it look like to live into my influence without fear of the outcome? If I operated out of my true self, what would that look like? Will God actually tell me my next steps? Or will he simply ask, like he did with Elijah, what are you doing here, Kaylee? What are you birthing, God? Could you give me a glimpse? What would I do next if I had nothing to prove? I like how poet Rainer Maria Rilke writes about this type of pathway toward calling in his book, Letters to a Young Poet. I want to beg you as much as I can, dear sir, to be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and to try to love the questions themselves, like locked rooms and like books that are written in a very foreign tongue. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answer. Five years later, and I'm beginning to see answers that come from the questions I've been living. The journey continues, but I'm more convinced than ever that in order to live into calling, we must love the questions that allow us to be known, even if it means waiting for the answers. And so today, friend, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one. Jesus asked many more questions than he answered. According to the four gospels, he asked a total of 307 questions and answered only eight. What question might he be asking you today? Take a moment now to ask him and wait for his response. And question two, 
What question do you have for Jesus related to your calling or purpose? What would it be like to hold open your hands to Jesus now, offering him your question and asking him to help you live into the answer? Then, would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal Matthew chapter 20, verses 32 through 34. I'm reading from the message translation. Jesus is walking by two blind men who are calling to him to get his attention. Jesus stopped and called over. What do you want from me? They said, Master, we want our eyes opened. We want to see. Deeply moved, Jesus touched their eyes. They had their sight back that very instant and joined the procession. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, what a beautiful image of you turning toward those in need and asking, What do you want from me? We long to have the kind of faith to live into the questions that you ask that will lead us to the answers that you offer. Help us to turn to you daily with our questions. It is in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness and calling. I love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. Click the share button on the podcast if you know a friend who needs an encouraging reminder that they aren't alone either. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.